Hello, my name is Rebecca May Johnson. I am a writer and cook, and this is my Substack. This week's newsletter is about whiskey and peanuts and a note on the body. There is a recipe for sausages in tomato sauce and eating notes. Whiskey and peanuts. What is a body for? A few days ago, I was asked what I meant by the abjection of the body. The question was linked to a passage in my new book in which I describe how Nigella encourages readers and viewers to refuse the abjection of their bodies. That in Nigella's writing about food, pleasure is the primary criterion for whether a dish is worth bringing into the world. Nigella says, a body is for experiencing pleasure. The image that came to mind when I thought about abjection was of throwing the body away, through how we talk about it and physically. The acceptance of food banks is abject, the decline of political interest in embedding systems of care is abject, the loss of bodily autonomy is abject. When the state needed people working in heavy industry to grow the UK economy, mainstream political culture placed importance on caring for their bodies. Even if limited in scope, there was acceptance of shared responsibility for ensuring those on low incomes could live without fear of poverty and poor health. In this context, the National Health System was founded in 1948 and welfare support, workplace canteens, and the School Milk Act to provide free milk to everyone under the age of 18 in 1946. An average of 126,000 new social homes were built every year in the three decades following World War II. But as the jobs that people do have become less physical, bodies have become less of a factor in economic growth and political interest in physical health has declined. Since the 1980s, the UK has seen the end of free milk in schools, the managed decline of the NHS, the selling off of energy and water, the selling off of social housing, the disappearance of lunch hours, the lack of sick pay for zero-hour workers, etc. As bodies have ceased to be central to economic growth, we have seen systems of care decline severely. Political concern for the body must not be based on its ability to perform existing or future forms of waged work. As jobs that require the body become outmoded, we must still care for bodies. The life of the body beyond its ability to perform a job must be at the centre of political dreams. Pleasure and bodily autonomy on their own terms for all. I think of words that Sophie Lewis read from her new book at the LRB bookshop last week. Quote, to love a person is to struggle for their autonomy as well as for their immersion in care 
insofar such abundance is possible in a world choked by capital. What is a body for? For whatever you want. How do we find out what we want? Investigate. Every time I eat something that gives me pleasure, I find out a little more. The body is also for what you want in a world that is not yet. When I read, I'm scouting for experiments I can conduct to expand the answer. The poet Holly Pester recently reminded me of the importance of language as a tool for speculation. I had forgotten, thinking about food and how I like to taste it, of reading and writing things into existence. Virginia Woolf wrote, Haddocken sausage meat. I think it is true that one gains a certain hold on sausage and haddock by writing them down. Wolf's dish has had a hold on me since I read it in her diary a few years ago. And now, whiskey and peanuts. Yesterday I read these lines from the forthcoming book Living Rooms, written by my partner Sam, about his grandmother Anne, with whom he lived as a child, and they felt like an insight into something good. Quote, I love going into her study to find her asleep at her desk, to tell her that there is a small glass of whiskey waiting for her and a dish of peanuts to mark the end of the day. Head fallen forward, adrift mid-sentence in one of her dozens of notebooks. The body is for writing in notebooks and dozing and drinking whiskey and eating peanuts. And for reading about whiskey and peanuts and imagining what they taste like. Politics is for making a world where everyone has the time to find out what such pleasures are for themselves and the opportunity to take them. What is your body for? Recipes. I invited my neighbour Emily round to eat on Friday night and got some Italian fennel sausages out of the freezer to make this meal, which included a simple new recipe. It was prompted by a photo that someone sent me a week ago of tomato spaghetti with chipolatas and pumpkin on the side. The trio of sausage, tomato and pumpkin had been circulating in my mind since I received the message, and it manifested like this. Sausages in tomato sauce with rice and baked pumpkin. Sausages in tomato sauce. What was so great about this recipe was that it achieved some of the flavour of a much more long-winded pork rib tomato sauce. The fat and juices from some well-flavoured sausages became part of the sauce, seasoning and enriching it. The result exceeded my high hopes for how it would turn out. Ingredients. Serves three. Two sausages per person. I had fat Italian-style sausages with fennel, pepper and a little garlic. One tin of plum tomatoes. Three tablespoons of olive oil. Two cloves of garlic, finely diced. Two small dried chilies or a pinch of chilli flakes. How to make. 
Heat the olive oil in a frying pan that comfortably fits all the sausages on a low to medium heat. Prick the sausages with the end of a sharp knife and add to the pan. Cook on a low medium heat, turning regularly until they are browned all over. Remove the sausages to a plate and turn off the heat for a minute. This is to avoid burning the garlic. Then add the diced garlic and stir in the oil. Turn the heat on low and when the garlic is fragrant but not browned, add the chilies and then the tin of plum tomatoes. Squash the tomatoes with your wooden spoon. Add the sausages back in. Simmer for 15 minutes on a low heat, just bubbling, turning the sausages occasionally. Taste for seasoning, seasoning and adjust salt accordingly. Rice. Serve three. One cup of basmati rice, rinsed and drained around three to four times in water. With 1.5 cups of water in a small pan and half a teaspoon of salt. Lid on, cooking on a low-medium heat until all of the water is gone. Turn off the heat, then add a piece of butter on top and a small grating of fresh nutmeg and let it rest in the pan with the lid on for 10 minutes. Pumpkin. We had one and a bit slices of pumpkin each and it was a rich, velvety variety of pumpkin, not a watery, stringier type, which big carving pumpkins often are. From the pumpkin, cut one to two wedges each, around two centimetres at the thickest point. Remove the seeds with a spoon. Fry the slices of pumpkin in one tablespoon of olive oil in a pan that can go in the oven, until there is colour on each side. Then put in the oven with some foil over to cook until soft, for 20 to 30 minutes. Check with a knife. Season with salt, and if you have it, Toss with a teaspoon of finely cut up fresh rosemary. To serve. A sausage or two each. A slice of pumpkin. And spoons of tomato sauce over a, a heap of rice. Eating notes. Sam made me porridge with pieces of apple and walnuts fried in butter with muscovado sugar on top. He added fresh nutmeg and a little cinnamon to the porridge itself. A little milk to serve. I made some kimchi last week to a recipe I found on the sous chef website. I've made it a couple of times and have loved the results. Egg drop soup with a stock made from soaking kombu seaweed in water and then simmering it in the water. With a little tomato in the soup. Whisked in egg with some rice wine and sesame oil eaten with short grain rice and homemade kimchi on the side. Red Leicester spinach and coleslaw sandwich and egg and spinach sandwich at the union meeting at the university where I just started work as a fixed term lecturer. Also tea, crisps, a banana and coffee. Half a burger and half a cheese toasty with salad green beans and chips at the Sun Inn in Dedham after a walk at dusk. I had a panic about being surrounded by cows on the walk and we had to modify our walk slightly, 
but we still managed a beautiful circular route before it got dark. The best burger I have had in a long, long, long time in a restaurant. And a really good beer made by the pub in collaboration with a local brewery. Thanks for listening.